Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Aim High podcast. I'm here with Brett Vogt. Brett is a product of the Homeschooled by Tarek system. He is one of my first students, and he is tearing it up. Hey, Brett, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having I'm me fantastic, on. Fantastic, man. It is really good to have you on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. All right, Brett, do me a favor. Give me a quick rundown. Who are you? My name is Brett Vogt. I was a student of Bud Evans with the Homeschool by Tarek. We started that about months ago now and graduated and just got us started in, in investing. It's been a it's been a fun ride so far. Great, man. So how did you get into real estate? I kind of backed into it. I purchased a condo. I wouldn't really call it investing. It was just a straight up first time home buyer, purchased a condo, had every intention of moving into it. And then my parents said I could continue to live with them. I guess they weren't ready to kick me out yet. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just rent this thing out. I didn't really realize that you could rent out, you know, spaces for a decent amount more than the mortgage, depending on your area. I was cash flowing like 600 on that condo and rents increased over three years while I was in college. I finally decided there's better ways to to buy these properties and to, uh, to acquire them that are less expensive and you can build more equity. So uh, that's how I got into real estate. And then I made the shift in mindset to wanting to start to actually invest. And that's what brought us together. That's how we met, right? That's so- right. Yeah. I, Facebook. It was homeschooled by Tarek. I saw the ad and I went through the classes, the trainings that see if you like want to sign up. Eventually I did. And it was the best decision I ever made. That's great. Hey, so outside of that condo, tell me about the first mm-hmm. deal that you did as an actual investor. Yeah. So. The first thing I did from, from the program, from learning from the program, was starting to market with uh, real estate agents. I met an agent that deals with most of the reverse mortgage foreclosures in the area. I just told her, I'm a local investor. I'd like to have you represent me, put an offer on this property because it was her listing. And she did. It was actually, luckily, seeing how things have gone by putting in offers on MLS. It was probably only my third offer I'd ever made in that month period. And that one got accepted. The purchase price was one ninety five. The exit strategy was the burr. One of my main goals was increasing my cash flow, increasing my rental units. So while I wanted the flip, I also wanted the burr, depending on the property. So I purchased it for $195. I put about $45 into it, and then it appraised for $355 on the back end. What was your cash flow on that? So if I would have renovated a little faster, interest rates probably would have been a little better when I exited, but cash flow is $500 a month. Single family, I was projecting five or $600. The mortgage went up a bit with the interest rates on the back end, but you rent the interest rate. So it's okay. That's okay. You get somebody else to pay off your mortgage. You don't have to worry about the interest rate at all. As long as you're cash flowing, we're good to go. Exactly. It, was, it wasn't the cleanest burr. And what I mean by that is on, on the back end, I cashed out 50K and I owed 60 to a private investor. So I do have 10K of my own money in it. Okay. That's still not bad, right? Because in a few years, it appraises, maybe the rates go down, refinance, mm-hmm. get your money and back. 20% of 355, there's your equity. So it's not too bad. Awesome. So what do you got currently going on? Any current projects? Yeah. So currently, I have one flip hitting the market probably late next week. There's a three unit that renovations are finishing up probably in the next two weeks. So that's another burr. And then I just finished, I kind of burned my, my new primary home. So I'm not in it yet, but that one just appraised and we closed on Monday. Is that a single family, multifamily? What is it? 
it's a single family with a mother-in-law suite. So I can, I can rent out the, the lower unit because it, that mortgage is, is a lot higher than what I'd anticipated when I bought it and what I'd ever really want to pay. That's After okay though, man. House hacking, days. reduce that mortgage as much as you can, right? That's right. Still getting that equity. Are you going to, are you going to use a standard mortgage on that? Are you going to HELOC it out? Okay. So the, the plan was a HELOC, was the first lien HELOC. I figured out it's very hard to refinance it out of the hard money loan, having it owned by the company and refinance it into a first lien HELOC. It's a, it needs to be like a purchase HELOC because of transferring title. It was too much of a headache. So I went into a traditional mortgage, but I have every intention of switching that in about six months. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. You can use that for the whole velocity banking strategy. Yes. <laughs> so I've got to ask you, it's one of the questions that I ask everyone, but what is one thing that you can take away as you increased your wealth? One takeaway is as my wealth increased, I realized that I still always felt cash strapped because even though your wealth's increasing, it feels like your money always is going somewhere or you know it's locked up in deals or you have it in equity. So part of me wishes I did a little more wholesaling, which still plenty of time, still can, still will. But, it, but, but keep your cash flow up, keep your reserves up because you never know what's going to come up. That's a great Even point. Even as your wealth is increasing, you, you just don't know. That's an absolutely great point. I, and I feel your pain. It happens to all of us, right? Especially <laughs> yes. I've got two flips going on along with six other rental properties being renovated. And it happens where you're sitting there going, oh my goodness, I've got to pay a credit card and I have no money coming in right now. So that's- Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And, and managing your construction with your contractors and managing your draws and you learn a lot more as you go with, with who you're using as your hard money lender, how their draw process works, what their turnaround time is. And especially once you have multiple projects going on, it's definitely something you need to put on your books, get straight. And yeah, you just got to line up your payments. Yeah, buddy. All right. So let's moving. We're moving on to the soaring four. Okay. These are the four questions that I ask everybody. They're exactly the same. This is more of a mindset situation than it is an actual real estate so let me ask you, what do you use to keep you motivated? It might, it might be a weird answer, but I really, and it's probably something I shouldn't do, but I use others. So I think about other investors and something I always ask myself was, or as I see their success is why not me? And then if I see they're doing something better, it's like, I can do that. Why aren't I flipping three, four homes a month yet? Why aren't I acquiring three or four homes a month yet? And that can bring you down if you're if you're too early on and wondering why you're not just achieving maybe something that a seasoned investor is achieving, but it also can keep you motivated to, to get you to that next step and to, to continue climbing and growing and scaling. So that's what keeps me motivated as I see people in my local area that maybe have been doing it longer than me, but it's not about how smart you are or any of that. It's about just learning from others and having the right mentors and and being determined. It's that one-up mentality, right? I don't so want to call it jealousy, but it's like, if they can do it, you can do it. Right. Why not me? Right. Absolutely. It's not jealousy. You're seeing that there are opportunities and then you're executing the opportunities that come your way. When yep. opportunity knocks, open the door. And if there's yep. no door, breach the wall. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> All right. All right. Love it. So what is one thing through this entire journey that completely changed your mindset? And now early, early on, or just throughout the, throughout, throughout your entire process, it could be at any point. It could be before you invested that made you decide I'm going to invest. 
Yeah, it was, it was definitely, I was just sitting at my nine to five job and saying to myself, one, I, I work for the Department of Defense and, and there your, your income level is capped. There is a pay scale. You can look at it and say, if I achieve the best possible things I can achieve at this agency, I will make this. And one day I was like, that's not really what I want. And I could work as hard as I want, but I'm capped there. No, I kind of have a feeling. I know, I know what some rental units can do. I know what's possible. I don't want to have to sit here for the rest of my life and not be able to manage my own time and have my own free time. So what changed my mindset was really just thinking about the future and thinking how much I, I didn't want to work. But I don't think it was that. It was that I didn't want to have to work. Right. But I think, I think you can have a goal is like you want your passive income to get reach a level where you don't have to work. But no, no one just wants to sit and do nothing. So once you start, that amount will never be enough. Your new goal will always increase, but that mindset shift was all about was all about that nine to five job that I didn't want to do for forty years. Awesome! You ever see that interview with Matthew McConaughey when he talks about someone asked him who his hero is, who does he want to be, and he was like, "Me in five years. I want to be me in five years." Five years later, the same man walked up to him and said, "Hey, are you your own hero yet?" And he said, "No, man. I want to be me in five years." Now he's got his Oscar, he's got his, you know, money, he's got the ranch, everything that he had always dreamed of. He's he's achieved it. Great book, Green Light. Definitely check that one out. But that speech, I think it was an Oscar speech, but it was fantastic. Let's talk about what tools you use to keep you on track. So I definitely, I will say it up front, I need more tools. I'm very, I'm gonna call it elementary. I mean, of course, I love I love Gmail. I have all my email accounts, business accounts in Gmail. I love Google Drive. I don't know if there's some word out there called Google Fi or whatever, but I manage a lot and stay organized in Google Drives. I love that. I learned that from from Coach JP from the homeschooled program. And yeah, I definitely I use Excel too to manage even some some funds and some payout schedules and stuff. I still use Excel, but there's plenty more tools out there I definitely should be taking advantage of that I know you are very very knowledgeable in. Yeah. If only you would call me every once in a while, we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely plan on it. I, I haven't, I want to grow my team and I haven't done it yet. So it, we can um, talk about scaling at some other time, even though you're graduated, we're still friends. You can still give me a call. <laughs> Let's go on to the fourth and final question. If you had to start over, what would be the one thing you'd change? Well, you know, if I, I honestly, I, I'm really, I wouldn't change a thing, but of course, hindsight were 2020. I would have started wholesaling. But there was one thing that I put pressure on myself by joining a program. Whenever you join a mentorship program, there's going to be a high price tag. And that that saying high can be it's subjective, depends on what you think is high. You're going to dish out some amount of money that you probably think is a lot. So then you can put pressure on yourself and be like, I need to make that money back. And I need to make it back quick. So when I started in the mentorship program, I was all about, I need to find my first deal. I need to find it fast because I just put out like half of my savings. So I need to make that back. If I could go back and change something, I would have realized I didn't need a, a deal in two months. It, I should have spent more time on the foundation of the business, on lead flow, and just the grassroots of it because I've spent the last 12 months working in the business really instead of on it. That's what I plan on doing. If I could go back, I'd start over. I would do that. But that's what I plan on doing now is I don't care if I, I 
get all the current projects off my books. I don't care if I have zero going, I'm going to work on the business and not in it for a little bit. That's great, man. I shut down my first company, completely shut it down two years ago, started aim high all over again, built the company, rebuilt the company from the ground up. That's a great point. Brett, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how could they do that? Yeah. So uh, my email is brett at theacehomebuyers.com. And um, my number is 443-330-7790. Text, call. Doesn't matter. Still work in the Glen Burnie area primarily or are you branching out? Glen Burnie primarily. Anne Arundel County covers Pasadena, Arnold here in Maryland and, and a few other a few other areas. But that Anne Arundel County is my favorite county. I will say there's probably more deals in Baltimore County, but I just like Anne Arundel County. That's where I want my rentals. So you don't have to you don't have to build your whole portfolio in a year. So I'll, I'll, I like to play the long game. Great. It is a marathon, not a sprint. Outstanding. That's hey, right. Brett, I really appreciate you reaching out and jumping on the podcast with us today. Hopefully someone could take something from you and learn a little bit and then start on their own investing journey. So I really appreciate it. Guys, you got his contact information. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to Brett. He's also on Facebook. Brett, any final words? Yeah, I would say please reach out if you have any questions and reach out to Coach Bud too. And my one word of advice, if you want to get started in investing, find a mentor. It'll, it'll change your life. Always going up one level, right? That's right. All right. Thanks for tuning into the Aim High podcast. We appreciate your time today. Have a great day. Aim high.